Hello and welcome to the Imagineer Podcast, your unofficial guide to all things Disney. I'm your host, Matthew Krull, and you're listening to another bonus episode of the Imagineer Podcast. So the D23 Expo happened in Anaheim, California, very close to the Disneyland Resort just a month ago. The D23 Expo happens only once every two years. In fact, this is only the second time we've had the opportunity to report on a D23 Expo, but we find there are always so many incredible announcements that are made about the Disney parks, movies, Star Wars, Marvel, Pixar, and so much more. So in this podcast episode, I'll sit down with Christy from the Kingdom Insider. We'll recap the major news you might have missed about the D23 Expo, share our thoughts and opinions about the announcements that were made, and some of our favorites that came out of the Expo this year. And at the end of the show, I'll come back and tell you a little bit more about how you can connect with the Imagineer podcast on all of our social media channels and how you can help to inspire and create the future of this show. So, grab some headphones, pull up your favorite armchair, and enjoy this episode of the Imagineer Podcast. One of the most exciting times of the year, and it only happens every other year, is the D23 Expo. D23 Expo 2019, I was unfortunately not able to attend in person, but was just anxiously looking at and obsessively looking at all the updates as they were coming through from the Anaheim Convention Center and was amazed at how much they announced, how much there was to go through, and a lot of you had asked for an episode to digest that information and sort of recap all the exciting and major updates that were at the Expo. If we did every update, it would probably be a five, six hour show. So we're just going to cover the major stuff. And because I don't want to do it alone, I of course have a guest I brought back onto the show, which is Christy from the Kingdom Insider. So welcome back, Christy. Hi, Matt. Thank you for having me back. My pleasure. You're always welcome back on the show. (laughs) How, before we get into the specifics, how did you feel about D23 Expo this year? Okay, so like you, I was not there, unfortunately. I hope to be there at the next one. Um, I was anxiously streaming it. I was waiting for the updates. Um, I, my husband was kind of laughing at me because when they were dwelling on other topics that I was maybe, you know, of course I want to hear about Disneyland, but especially Disney World, but other topics, I was like, just get to Disney World, let's go. So I was, you know, watching it, loving every second of it um, with hopes of being there next time. Yeah, I hope so too. I'm sure you yeah. and I are both most likely. Oh, it's a going bucket list. Yeah. Yes. 2021, it will be Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary, but we'll have to take a I trip know. to Disneyland. For sure. And check out the D23 Expo. So, yeah, it's definitely on my list for next time. And I think we'll have a lot more involvement in the 2021 yes. Expo and perhaps the next destination D as well. So, we'll have to see. So, they had a lot of 
panels at D23, and the significant ones were typically once a day, uh, once or twice a day, and then there were other panels that were spread out across the expo calendar so that those who attended in person had a lot to experience and enjoy. And like I said, we're not going to cover the all of the panels that took place, but really the major announcements that affect the majority of those Disney lovers out there, whether that be Disney Park fans, Disney movie fans, uh, Disney shows, and the specifics, and we'll kind of go in order of the way that they were announced and the panels that took place, but I figured we would go through Disney Plus, because that is launching in November, and there's a lot they announced there, a lot of exciting news. Uh, touch on some other movie news with Marvel and Pixar and Walt Disney Animation because there was plenty that was announced there. Uh, kind of tap on the Disney Legends ceremony because that's always exciting. And always. then the meat of it, of course, being, which I'm sure will be half the episode, if not yeah. more, the yep. Disney Parks panel, which yes. they announced a lot in 90 minutes. I was, there was feverishly a lot. tweeting and Instagramming. <laughs> Same, yeah. <laughs> it's just a lot that we went through. So let's start with Disney Plus. First of all, sure. Christy, are you a D23 member? So I have the free membership, proud free membership person over here. Um, I do hope to probably in the next few weeks upgrade to, you know, the full blown membership um, because I did see that D23 announced, I believe it's next year. They're doing a celebrating 50 years of the Disney archives. Did you see that? I did see that. Yeah. So I'm like, I have to. Well, yes, my free membership got me the email. So I definitely have to um, join and because I don't want to miss that. Yeah, I was like you in the past a free D23 member. Yes. The main reason for that was that a lot of the events I were in California. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> I'm like, why, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not going to get the chance to attend them. So I just had the free membership. But I did last year upgrade to the Gold Family membership plan. Yes. And I'm very happy I did because we got the exclusive offer, which they first offered to those attending the expo and then extended to the Gold and Gold family members to get $23 off a year if you sign I up saw for the that. Yes. years. So mm-hmm. it, it amounted to less than $4 a month for three years. It's crazy. And then when you think about what, you know, we all have in our houses already for streaming services, it doesn't, there's, it's not even on the same level. I mean, it was a no-brainer. It was definitely a no-brainer for me. And right. And everything that they announced. So, Let's actually jump into some of the announcements. I want to start with the show that I'm probably the most excited for (laughs) and I think is probably worth even the membership alone, which is The Mandalorian. So we're both Star Wars lovers, which is great. Yes. So I love that Jon Favreau is involved with this, first of all, because he has done so many amazing things for Disney. Everything he yeah, touches is gold, basically. Exactly. And I'm so excited for this. And it, for anyone who is a fan of Boba Fett or mm-hmm. any of the bounty hunters and anything in that I'd call in-between realm between the Jedi and the First Order, those rogue characters in Star Wars, this is a show that's really for you. And we we got some more information, some more behind-the-scenes looks at The Mandalorian. Um, I know I'm excited for it. Uh, Christiano, you're excited for it. I am. I love how they're... You know, I love the Star Wars movies. I'll see them in theaters every time one comes out. Um, 
And I love how they're extending this onto Disney Plus. It's just another way to, you know, bring Star Wars into. I love that we can watch Star Wars as a family. So it's another way it's coming into our home. And they're just now exploring all these other characters that wouldn't necessarily have their own big screen movie, which I love. Yeah, and I'm sure this is just going to be the start of it. And we yes. did get, uh, well, I guess we're on the topic of Star Wars. They also announced we're getting 12 new episodes of The Clone Wars, which mm-hmm. I'm sad to say I've only seen a couple of episodes of that. I started watching it. It's yeah. on Netflix now, and I didn't ever finish it, I think, especially with the amount of time I have to watch TV right. to begin with. It's difficult <laughs> to squeeze it in, and then my wife and I tend to watch TV together when we are home and we prioritize other shows to watch together. But this is one of the right. shows that I feel, especially as it's coming to Disney Plus, I need to to go I, back and watch. Yeah, I think it will get more attention. I've seen one episode. Um, again, we're, you know, we don't have a lot of TVs in our house. And so when it comes to watching TV as a family, it's very rare when you get something that the kids and adults can enjoy. Um, I do hope that the Clone Wars does get not, I don't want to say uh, like a reboot, but just another shot on Disney Plus, which I'm confident it will. I think so, too. It's yeah. got, from what I've heard from people who have watched the show, they love it. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's also where we got uh, Hondo Onaka from Smuggler's oh, Run, yes. the or, origins of that character. I believe so. There might be some people. I have to go back and double check my, <laughs> my, right. my info on that. But um, there are regardless if it was Hondo or other characters characters that uh, merged from that show that are new and unique to the Star Wars mm-hmm. universe and add a lot of uh, uh, yeah. greatness I, to, the, to the I'm confident. Series. I hope that these Star Wars shows will continue in Disney+. Plus. Again, I love Rey. So after this you know, winter, when I have to say bye to her on the big screen, I, I'm very sad. Um, I hope that eventually down the road, Disney Plus even brings on her own series. So I'm excited to see what it holds for Star Wars. Absolutely. Me too. And we have to also touch on Disney Plus with Star Wars. The fact that we knew there was going to be or we heard rumors about. Originally, there was going to be an Obi-Wan spinoff, sort of yes. similar to Rogue One. And then they decided to cancel the extra spinoffs after Solo, A Star Wars Story. So we did not right. get the Obi-Wan uh, spinoff movie. But I think secretly they were perhaps just planning to move it to Disney Plus and not yes. just a, a, a single movie, but a series. And I don't know if you were as excited as I was when <laughs> I am. Ian McGregor took this. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was literally just like putting, you know, eating the popcorn, just watching my computer screen. Like, I know where this is going. I'm so excited. He played... Obi-Wan so perfectly. Yes. I, while he's not the original, I thought he played young right. Obi-Wan perfectly mm-hmm. and really channeled the character and is honestly my favorite Star Wars character. I love Obi-Wan yeah. Kenobi. And I am, of course, because of that, very excited to see this show. It's probably up there for me with, I think the Mandalorian still takes the cake, but right, the yeah. Obi-Wan series is high on my list to check out. Right. Definitely. And I think, again, it's giving these characters that we, you know, that's one of your favorite characters and everybody has their own when it comes to Star Wars. And it's giving these characters a chance to live on on, in our TV screen. So not, you know, I know the whole there were a few Star Wars movies that weren't as successful as others. But I think given the chance to be on a streaming service, they'll do really well. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, I'm sure 
that there's going to be a huge success with Disney Plus. And yes. if you are a fan of Star Wars, everything we just talked about, just those three shows are worth the, oh, yeah, the absolutely. expense of, of getting Disney Plus membership. It's a no-brainer if you're a fan of any single one of these categories, let alone a fan of all of them, or you might become a fan of more of them with the shows that they're going to debut and right. movies are going to debut here as well. Um, let's, before we get to Disney, shift to, or like the traditional Disney uh, <laughs> shows, mm-hmm. let's shift to Marvel because for those Marvel fans out there, we of course have what's announced as three Star Wars shows, two new ones, one continuation of an old one, but they really have a lot when it comes to to Marvel. Yes. And specifically the shows that they announced are Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, mm-hmm. uh, which is an entirely different uh, comic series that we haven't even seen yet in the Marvel universe, She-Hulk, um, mm-hmm. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, Loki, and What If. And these are not movies. These are series. So they right. announced seven Marvel series. That's huge. Coming That's huge. to Disney+. Yeah. Plus. Does one stand out to you, Christy, as being your favorite or the one you're looking forward to the most? I'm Honestly, I'm looking forward to um, She-Hulk. I love how it's, you know, a fe- I, I just can't wait to see a female perspective. I love how they're um, bringing new light to that. So definitely She-Hulk I'm looking forward to. Yeah, it. I think the there was thunderous applause when that was announced. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be incredible. I am incredibly excited for two of them. One is what if, uh, mm-hmm. just the idea that kind of giving Marvel the chance to play with different scenarios that that took place and that maybe you know what if. And I know this is not necessarily going to be one of them, but almost what if Thanos had won in Endgame, what would have happened? Or what would happen if Captain America had not been frozen in the ice and he continued on as Well, we always leave movies, you know, or we'll binge watch shows and we'll be like, well, what if that happened? Like, there's always that conversation with your friends or your spouse. So, yeah, I do love that this is like the what if um, kind of series. Yeah, they're they can really extend and expand their creativity because mm-hmm. they have to stick to a narrative, although there is a lot of creativity with that narrative in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But this is actually taking it completely to a different level. Right. I'm also really excited for Loki, by the way. I <laughs> love Loki as a villain. And yes. the idea of him coming back and having his own series is truly going to be incredible. Oh, I'm all about the villains getting the attention they deserve. Yeah, so he's he's going to be amazing. Um, yes. So let's switch to some other fun mm-hmm. announcements that came along with Disney Plus, and one that honestly made me laugh. But I have to admit, I'm probably going to be captivated by this show. Is the world according to Jeff Goldblum? I know. I like. I mean, I did not see this one coming. I'm very excited. Um, but yeah, I didn't see this one coming. I will be captivated by. It. I agree. Yeah, and every character that he takes on, he brings such pizzazz and personality to that role. I yes. can only imagine him having his own sort of and he's a he's a unique guy. He's he plays jazz. He's a talented jazz musician in addition to yes. being a talented actor. He has He does a, commercials. Commercials. He has a yep. really 
captivating way of speaking. And and when you look at his the movies he's been in, I mean, he's been in some of the greatest movies and he's not typecast. Like you don't look at him and think like that's the guy from Jurassic Park. You look at him as in the movie he's in that you're watching. So as an actor to have that ability where you're not typecast and you're just in all these amazing epic movies, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, and I find that every character he plays, he is Jeff Goldblum playing yes. that character. He, yes. he is with with slight differences, but every time I see any Jeff Goldblum character, I just picture Jeff Goldblum has been transported into this world and is playing himself right. In, right. in that world. He's in Thor Ragnarok as himself, just happens to be as if he was taking on a different role. He went to a different planet and he's he's now taking on a new personality. Right. But he's always Jeff Goldblum. So I'm interested to see his show. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um so we also learned there were going to be a couple of live action movies that were coming mm-hmm. to Disney Plus, just Disney Plus. So taking on the success of the live action Lion King and Jungle Book. Which I love. Um, I know that's kind of been debatable, these live actions. I mean, I love that I can bring my kids to these movies and I watch the anime and then it gets them into the animated version. But I will say I'm happy that they're putting some of these now on the small screen. Um, it feels like it's been a lot in movie theater. So this is a great place platform to do the live versions i think yeah i totally agree and the two that they announced at d23 were lady and the tramp mm-hmm. and cruella de i'm Ville. so excited about this one i love <laughs> maleficent so i love that they're giving again cruella the villain that she is that she needs this attention i want to hear her story before so you know you forget they even the villains they have a story of how they are the way they are so i'm excited we're going to get to see that and I thought it was perfect casting with Emma Stone. Even the perfect. image they teased out was just so perfect. perfect. She looks yes. like Cruella and yes. is going to be a fierce villain in that ser- in that show. Or that sure. movie, I should say. So I'm uh, I'm I'm pretty excited for that. Now um, the the yeah. you know, I know I'm a kid of the nineties when it comes to Disney, but the early two thousands in me is very excited about high school musical and Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> You'd be probably not surprised to learn that I was not a huge high school musical fan. I'm not surprised. (laughs) (laughs) I have seen Um, the films. I wasn't necessarily, you know, hanging up posters on my wall, but they, I'm, I'm excited for those because I know there is a huge following of high school musical and uh, there, a lot of people my age and younger kind of grew up with that uh, in, in their, uh, their childhood. Right. And, I like how with Lizzie McGuire, they're not picking up, you know, it's Hilary Duff and they're not picking up where she's younger again. She's older now. So again, people like me who watched it when we were younger, now Lizzie is our age and we're getting to see what she's up to. So I really love that. Yeah, it reminds me of what they did with Boy Meets World and then created the the Disney Channel series Girl yes. Meets World and, and yes. Cory and Topanga reprised their roles oh, as I was parents. so happy that they're still married and their yeah. parents. I mean, yeah. I was a fan of Boy Meets World growing up, so oh, I was excited 100%. to see that show. And yes. I feel like this is for the generation of even my sister's age, and she's not that much younger than I am, but she grew up watching Lizzie McGuire, and because of that, yeah. I grew up watching Lizzie McGuire with her. Right, of course. And that is something that I am excited to see. I think they're going to... I, I love Hilary Duff as Lizzie McGuire, and I think I'm, I'm very excited to see what she does with her character now as a parent. Yes, it, I'm excited as well. It'll be good. 
So let's talk a little bit about some of the other series that are coming to mm-hmm. Disney Plus. Again, there's so much to discuss. What do you think about the two Pixar uh, series? Forky asks a question, new short and monsters at work. Okay, so let me tell you, those, it's no secret, my kids are into everything Pixar. Um, my six-year-old is obsessed with Forky, and you know, I, lo- I get Forky's whole character. It kind of creeps me out a little bit, and it makes me sad, but um, I love how they took the success of this, literally a spork that Bonnie made in class, um, made a character, and now it has its own series, so... I'm excited, but I can tell you that there are two little boys who are very excited for that. And then also Monsters um, Monsters at Work. I love the Monsters, Inc. and Monsters University movies. And I feel like they're just kind of underrated or they somehow went under the radar when it comes to Pixar movies. But they're probably two of my favorites. They're right up there with Toy Story for me. So I'm excited that we're going to see a Monsters at Work series. Yeah, I, I'm I'm excited both of these. Of course, the Pixar fan in me is is excited, and Forky. I can understand your thoughts about Forky. Yes. I think he's hilarious. Um, but yeah, he's definitely uh, you know it's it's it, he's a creative character, much like yes. the creativity that Bonnie had in creating him. And and when the part in the movie where he's walking the road with Woody after he jumped out of the RV, and then it finally he catches on, like oh Bonnie thinks of me this way, so. Forky's thinking, you kind of get insight to that. So to have a show where like, you know, kind of like a question and answer and everything and how Forky will explain situations, it's going to be really interesting. Yeah, I think so too. Um, Continuing on with the announcements that they made, I'm just going to list off a a few new originals. We're basically not going to leave our house for months with everything that's going on. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to have to find a reason to Oh, yeah. Squeeze more TV time into into my my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but the new some of the new originals that they announced were Timmy Failure, Mistakes Were Made. That's the actual title. Uh, mm-hmm. Togo, which is the untold the untold true story um, in an exhilarating and uplifting adventure set in the winter of 1925 across the treacherous terrain of the Alaskan tundra. We have Diary of a Female President. I love this one. Yep. Yeah. So this, for those of you who are not as familiar, follows a, and this is, I'm quoting this one, follows a 12-year-old mm-hmm. Cuban-American girl's journey through the trials of middle school, which sets her on the path to ultimately become yep. president of the United States. Dream big, princess. There you go. Dream big, princess. And I think yep. it's really relatable to anyone in middle school in general who maybe aspires to being president or any any sort of huge uh, role. And of course, the middle school is not easy. No. So I think this is going to relate to definitely a a lot of people and the and a lot of kids in particular. Mm-hmm. And then Star Girl, which is the coming again quoting this coming of age film based on the critically acclaimed New York Times bestselling young adult novel of the same name by Jerry Spinelli. I don't know mm-hmm. too much about Star Girl, but it is a New York Times bestseller, so I'm sure this right. is going to be amazing. Um, other series that were announced, specifically, I should say, uh, one series and one movie. So I thought, especially because this is launching in November, it makes sense for them to include a holiday yes. series or show, or in this case, movie. And Noelle looks to be I'm incredible. so excited. I love Anna Kendrick, so I'm 
very excited about this movie. And I love Bill Hader as well. And yes. the two of them together are going to make for a, an incredible comedic duo, sort of playing the brother and sister of, It'll be, of yes. Santa and Mrs. Claus. It's going to be uh, hysterical. Children. Yeah. And uh, for those of you who haven't seen the trailer, definitely go look it up. It looks like it's going to be hilarious. And then the other series that they announced was Encore with Kristen Bell. And this mm-hmm. one sounds really creative where they're bringing together former castmates of high school musicals, not the show, but actual high school musicals, um, for the most entertaining high school reunion we could possibly imagine as we watch them recreate their original performance years after they last performed it. I know. I'm excited about this one. I think it's perfect for anyone who aspires to be an actor or an actress and who is in drama club maybe right now in, in high school or in middle school and or even in college and sort of looking back at what these famous actors and actresses we know uh, experienced when they were in high school and middle school. Right, sort of right. That, and that Kristen Bell, play. anything with her. I mean, just like Anna Kendrick, if you were to picture a real-life Disney princess, I picture Anna Kendrick and Kristen Bell. They're the perfect. I love them. They are truly perfect. Yeah. I think it's going to be incredible. Um, so, oh, of course. I was like, I feel like there was something else on the Disney <laughs> Plus list. And by the way, we were just tapping on some of yes. the big announcements. There was more that was announced. But the last big one I want to talk about is One Day at Disney. Oh, my gosh. I cried just watching the clip of this movie. It was an incredible trailer. And this was that big company announcement, Walt Disney Company announcement that I they know. said they were going to make. And I was really pleased with the, the way the trailer looked. I was too. And I'm happy that there's an accompanying book to it. I love my books about Disney history or just anything in general about Disney other than stories and fairy tales. So I'm happy that there is a book that goes along with this. Um, but yeah, it's giving those cast members, I could go on and on about the cast members at Disney World. So it's finally shining a light on what makes the parks so amazing, so wonderful and how they operate on a daily basis. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I, as a former cast member, am excited to see what the documentary is going to look like and it's going to be very reminiscent and nostalgic for me to jump into Mm -hmm. that world and see what it was like for other cast members and is like for other cast members to create the magic and I'm excited to see who they show off. Yeah and for someone like me who's always wanted to be a cast member this will give me kind of I can live through these cast members on the documentary so I'm very excited. Yeah it's it's uh it's going to be a lot of fun. Overall then I'm sure, as we talked about in the beginning, I think Disney Plus is going to be taking up our time on mm-hmm. yes. TV and probably our free time in general. So I I can't wait to, to I'm excited. start this. November 12th. We don't have to wait that yeah, much longer. Yeah, soon. Yeah, just another uh, couple of months and it will mm-hmm. be ready for us to enjoy. They so that that was the the big announcements the big announcements with Disney Plus they also announced quite a bit when it came to movies in general so I thought mm-hmm. we should perhaps shift there I also should mention they did announce quite a bit with Marvel at Comic Con talking about yes. Phase Four so we learned a little bit about the uh, the next uh, movies that are going to be coming into theaters and I will probably reserve that for another conversation because it was technically not D23 so I'll stick to D23 here but they did save some announcements for D23 
So the three movies that they announced uh, as far as specific dates at D23 were first Black Widow, which Mm -hmm. is going to come into theaters May 1st, 2020, which is, when you think about it, just six months away. So we I know. I love how they're giving us these dates and they're not years away. They're, you know, um, it's going to go fast. Yeah. And for those of you who are interested in kind of learning where this is going to take place, from what I've heard, it's supposed to take place after Captain America Winter Soldier. So it's not completely a full prequel but Mm -hmm. sort of jumping into the middle of phase two of the avengers and doing a little bit of a spinoff for black widow and i believe from what i've heard she is going to be or potentially going to be battling other similar uh assassins that she's not necessarily the only black widow but there are others out there and that she's going to be running into those characters and Mm -hmm. of course uh, adventures and mishaps will ensue. So that's what I've heard as far as what we can expect from Black Widow. Um, to jump quickly, I'm going to actually skip ahead to yeah. May 6, 2022, two years later. So there's when we have two and a half years. We're going to see Black Panther 2. Mm-hmm. I loved the first Black Panther. It was probably in my top three Marvel yes. movies. It's one of the few Marvel movies I've seen, and I loved it. So... Yeah, I know, I know you're not as big into Marvel. I feel like we need to get you more into I know. the Marvel universe. Maybe my New Year's more. resolution for 2020 <laughs> will be Marvel Universe. The, the movies are a lot of fun, so I think it's enjoyable to go through them. And I know there's a lot of them, so there's uh, you'll have to go back to the beginning uh, to technically The Incredible Hulk. Yeah. And uh, then move up to Iron Man and continue to go from there. Iron Man was also one of my favorites, uh, just to going back to the original. Again, John Favreau. But right. uh, Black Panther 2 is going to be incredible. And then they announced, and this is one that not as many people are familiar with the diehard marvel comic fans of course will recognize the name but for my me i i didn't grow up with marvel comics i grew mm-hmm. with an awareness of marvel but was not as much into the comics as a much as a lot of my my friends and peers were i was always a little bit more on the star wars and disney side of fandom right but i didn't uh you know dislike marvel i always loved marvel as far as i knew about it but point being i didn't have the quite the rich comic book history that a lot of my peers did and so the other movie they announced is the eternals which is debuting november 6 2020 i honestly don't know too much about the eternals but Mm -hmm. i also didn't know anything about guardians of the galaxy so i feel like this is another area where marvel's taking the opportunity to take a a, a series that's not necessarily as well known and be, make it more known and more beloved. And if Marvel does what they did with things like Guardians of the Galaxy and oh, Ant-Man yeah. and honestly, even Iron Man, um, I think they're going to do an amazing job with the Eternals. I agree. I agree. So let's jump to Pixar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was, Yay. Again, most, most of the, as I said, most of the Marvel announcements came from Comic-Con technically, so not as much with D23, but they did announce a little bit more with Pixar and yes. we got more details about Onward and Soul. Mm-hmm. Um, which of these are you looking more forward to? Onward. I mean, you, I feel like you asked me because you're looking more forward to soul. (laughs) Um, I, I don't onward just appeals to me. I like from what I've seen so far, the story I like, um, you know, the characters in it. I, 
it's the brothers and how they are on a quest and everything they have to go to to reunite with their dad. And of course, I have two little boys. So I'm excited to bring this to them, this to that movie and show them, you know, what brothers can do and, and all that kind of stuff. So I'm excited that about the characters in the storyline. Yeah. And perhaps I'm, I'm actually a little I'm looking forward to both, but a little bit more okay. for Onward. But mm-hmm. I I think Soul is going to be the movie that's going to tr- truly get us emotionally involved. I, I picture right. Soul a little bit more like Inside Out or like Wally. These concepts that yeah, are even fine. like a little bit of Coco mixed in. Um, yeah, yeah, and Onward to me feels more like a. Uh, lighthearted. Yes, definitely more lighthearted. There's going to be emotional twists in there, similar to Toy right. Story, but I view it more like a uh, a comedy adventure, like Toy Story, yes. rather than a uh, a heart wrenching philosophical, like we're going to get deep <laughs> type right. of movie. And it's really Pixar kind of does both of those kind of movies perfectly. Um, any kind of where it's like on an adventure, like Woody and Buzz, and those seem to be the things that really draw my kids in. But they are, they love, I mean, I can't even tell you, we've probably watched Coco more than we have Toy Story at this point. So those also more uh, detailed, inside out kind of movies that get you thinking, they're also into that as well. Because Pixar, you know, can deliver a movie to a three-year-old and they'll understand it and love it. Yeah, and in adults will love it exactly yeah. the same and with a different level. And I find that even when I watched Pixar movies as a kid, I had one impression of it and thought of it in a particular way, oh, totally. particular lens. And then as an adult, I enjoyed it just as much, but then it had a different lens uh, right. to, to appreciate the film. Mm-hmm. And so Pixar does that and Disney does that incredibly yes. well. So for those who don't know too much about these two films, I'll, I'll read a quick description that, uh, that Disney has used to describe them. So... Onward, which will arrive in theaters in the spring, centers around two elf brothers who lost their father at a young age. The pair are given a chance to see him via a magic spell. However, mm. when they attempt to perform the spell, something goes wrong. The brothers must uh, now must travel on a quest to complete the spell and reunite with their dad. The story takes place in a mythical realm where centaurs, unicorns, and gnomes roam. So, again, very fun, lighthearted, but emotional right. adventure. And Chris Pratt is providing one of the voices. So I'm, I love him. So I'm very excited to see him in a voice character. It's going to be a lot of fun. I agree. Um, and then the other film, Soul. So mm-hmm. here's how they describe this film. Uh, the feature focuses on the question, why am I here? And tells the story of how each person on the planet received their soul. Souls are trained at a place called the You Seminar. And only after completing the course are they placed into a body. This is, I think, probably the deepest that Pixar has ever gone. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I think, yeah, once they saw the success with Inside Out and Coco, they probably like, like, we can go deeper. Let's do it. We can. They're they're literally yeah. going after the age-old question, why am I here? I know. <laughs> I know. And I'm interested to see, you know, like, with the living and the dead and all the cult, um, how they covered culture in Coco. It was just perfect i mean there was not one element of it that went a different way it was it was perfect so i'm really interested to see how they cover this topic and yeah that age-old question yeah it's definitely going to be an interesting film uh needless to say but uh i'm gonna bring my tissues it's yeah it's definitely going to be uh pretty crazy um let's jump over to walt disney animation Mm -hmm. we did get more details about frozen 2 and 
I was already excited from the first trailer, but the way Disney now describes it, the film will answer questions like, why does Elsa have her powers, but Anna doesn't? Where Mm -hmm. did Elsa get her powers? And where were Anna and Elsa's parents going when they died? Um, I think. And I feel like these are questions we've all asked, even like little children after seeing the first one. So I love, I'm like, Disney clearly listened to us. And I love how they're going off these questions that we all have. I agree. I think they are going the right path here. And right. uh, I'm very excited just by the look of the animation alone looks incredible. Oh, my gosh. I know. From the second of that first trailer that was on GMA, I don't know how many months ago, it, I was like shook. It was it, it was amazing. Yeah. And we also heard that we're going to get at least three new hits that are going to be, yes. as, as they describe it, just as catchy as the first film's. Uh, songs like of course let it go and uh, do you want to build a snowman which is still on repeat in my house so I'm interested I'm excited to switch it up with some new soundtrack (laughs) get some new options in there um, yeah, always a good thing when Disney announces uh, and creates some new new songs for kids and adults to yeah. to belt in the car or at home or out on the street or wherever else they might be. Maybe just run to it, you know, your run Disney playlist. That's right. That's right. Yep. Um, and then the other Walt Disney animation movie that they announced was the new film, the new original film that they're creating, which is Raya and the Last Dragon. And the way mm-hmm. they describe this one, the animated adventure film centers around Raya, a warrior in search of the last dragon in the fictional world of Kumandra. The production team pulled inspiration from Southeast Asia. However, when she finds this creature, it's not quite as she had expected. Sisu is, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, is trapped in human form and needs help to reclaim her power and transform into her true form. So, again, I think whenever Walt Disney Animation has announced something new recently, it has been an incredible film. I remember when... Uh, they had announced Moana and just had that image and brief description and already we were captivated and then the film came out and it just blew us all away. I am expecting the same from Ryan the Last Dragon. I know. I'm hopeful too. I agree. So I'm very excited about this one. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, And then they did announce, I know... Christy, you said you were a fan of Maleficent and others as well. And so we got more details and Angelina Jolie is reprising her role as Maleficent. Because no one else on Earth could play her. Yes, exactly. I agree. She's the perfect Maleficent. She is. Um, and so the way they describe this one, it, the, the film, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, I can't, I can't talk today, speak for a living, Maleficent, Mistress <laughs> of Evil, takes place several years after the first. Aurora is now older, and she and her adoptive mother must deal with a world that wants to keep them apart. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts about this one? Um, first of all, I just saw a video the other day, um, how they did Angelina Jolie's makeup for this. And it was amazing. Got me really excited. I, the, you know, the first Maleficent and some people I talked to aren't really fans of it. I loved it because it made me look at Maleficent and just villains in general as like, wow, they have a story and there's a reason they are. And you felt sympathy towards her. Um, and Again, I feel like only she, Angelina Jolie, could transform that role and to where you would feel sympathy for Maleficent. So, I'm excited for this. I'm I'm happy that it's it picks up years later. Um, you know, Disney seems to be doing this with a few movies and shows that they're uh, coming out with. So, I like that the characters are older and it's going to just tell a different story, but still be those characters that we love. 
Yeah, I totally agree. I'm very excited for this film, and I love how Disney has added complexity to villains, and it's a good direction to go in. It definitely makes the what used to be very simple thought process for heroes and villains now more complicated and more rooted in real life that villains have good in them it Mm -hmm. is exactly or eventually just sort of uh twisted or uh tampered with and that's how they become villains and even the heroes don't always have perfect you know they're not always perfect they have a dark side to them right i think that's true of humanity in general and Mm -hmm. it's a, a great lesson for all of us and makes for some really captivating storytelling so i'm i'm very excited with this new movie and I know, speaking of uh, villains, Christy, mm-hmm. uh, you're a huge Ray fan. So what did you yes. think of the Star Wars Rise of Skywalker trailer? What did I think? I probably rewatched it a hundred times and kept being <laughs> like, no, oh my gosh, I... I loved it. I have my, I have like all these theories about Ray, where she came from, um, her and, you know, Kylo Ren, AKA Ben Solo. I have theories about him. I am so excited about this. And then, you know, the, the trailer that recently came out where I just want to know if she's on the dark side and I just can't even handle it if she is, but if she is, I'll fully support her because I love her. (laughs) My thought on this is that they revealed it for a reason. So right. either she it's giving away that she is going to turn to the dark side mm-hmm. and then see some redemption or that she is almost faking the dark side. Like, Maybe. I, 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 don't, I don't know, but I feel like if they're going to release a major plot twist like that in a trailer, that there's a oh, lot yeah. more to it. So right. Um, right. it's just obviously going to bring us all into theaters because we have to know why Absolutely. and how and what happens from there. And then I feel like the last the trailer I recently saw, it made me really emotional. Again, it like pulls on the nostalgic heartstrings because, you know, it's like, the final the final i don't know it's just i mean i don't feel like it's going to be a final they're saying it is but i just there was a lot of emotions mixed into that so i'm so excited for this movie and i love that ray it's a female lead character and i just love what they've done with her and regardless of where she came from her lineage like technically she was a nobody and she's now a huge somebody in this whole star wars galaxy so i just love i think she's a great example of for young girls, and I love the character that she's become. Daisy Ridley has totally done an amazing job bringing Ray to life. She really has. She's the perfect yeah. person casted for that role. And I remember J.J. Abrams even talking about casting her and that she was perfect from the get-go, exactly yes. what he was looking for, and I think that's really held up to be true. Right. So let's switch over to, because I think that was it for movie mm-hmm. news, the Disney Legends panel. Now, this okay. is something that as a Disney fan... Oh, I love it, Legends. Yeah, it's the, they truly are... It's not just a name. It They really do an amazing job of picking individuals who have played a major role in the world of Disney and Mm -hmm. have brought the Disney company to a new level, to new heights, who have done incredible things. There are, of course, a lot of Imagineers who have become Disney legends like Marty Sklar and Harriet Burns and a lot of other really amazing Imagineers and then people like Robin Williams. And they've always definitely had a really uh, strong... uh, look at who should become a Disney legend and and shown great character with that. So 
uh, just to announce the Disney legends, and I'll kind of run through these, and if any stand out to you, we'll talk about mm-hmm. them. But we had Robert Downey Jr., John Favreau, Wing Chow, James Earl Jones, Bette Midler, Kenny Ortega, Barnett Ricci, Robin Roberts, Diane Sawyer, Ming-Na Wen, and Hans Zimmer. So who of yes. these are you most excited about? Okay, so let's start with, um, I'm a big Disney music person. I worship the Sherman Brothers. So Hans Zimmer did the whole Lion King, you know, won an Academy Award for the original score of that movie. So I, I'm excited about Hans Zimmer. Um, I will say Bette Midler, obviously, Hocus Pocus, I will watch year-round. It's one of my favorites. And in general, I love her as a performer and an actress. Um, I love all of these, you know, it's so hard to pick, like, Robert Downey Jr., you know, uh, John Favreau. And then I love how they kind of went with the lesser obvious that you would pick. Um, I'm a huge, when I watch Morning News, it's Good Morning America and Diane Sawyer and Robin Roberts. I mean, those two women just changed the the news game as as women in the industry. So I love how Disney is now honoring them in that sense. Yeah, I, I agree. I think those were great additions. I was most personally excited about Robert Downey Jr. and John Favreau yes. because of the success of Iron Man and the Lion King and everything else that John mm-hmm. Favreau and then, of course, Robert Downey Jr. were involved with. James Earl Jones, no-brainer. Oh, he gosh, is yeah. Mufasa I was like, how is he not already <laughs> in it? Like, day one should have been. Yeah, I agree. And then the geek in me was really excited about Hans Zimmer. I am a yes. huge Huge Hans Zimmer fan. So, um, you know, so much so that I've seen him in, in concert in person. Uh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> he he's uh, I'm really excited that he's in there and his work on The Lion King is just one of my favorite uh, soundtracks of all time. So oh, yeah. scores of all time. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. Um, so. Of course, like I said, we would probably spend quite a bit of time talking about the panels that involved movies mm-hmm. and shows and Disney Plus and Legends and all that. But the majority of our conversation oh, yes. is going to be dedicated to the Disney parks. So let's talk about it. Now, I, <laughs> I have to say, so watching this, you know, D23, and of course I stream the parks panel, but seeing all the people on social media that were at this, I already have anxiety for the next D23, you know, like you and I and whoever else goes, because I'm like, okay, there's a lot going into how you can attend Disney Parks panel. And these people were sleeping out at like, you know, I mean, I feel like 24 hours they were camping out. So I'm like, already preparing how I'm going to get into the Disney Parks panel. (laughs) Yeah, I know people were arriving super early. I saw yes. some posts of people arriving at 3.30 in the morning. And even yes. for Run Disney, that's early to arrive at 3.30 in the morning. So I know it's going to be an interesting year. I'm we'll, totally we'll willing to do it, though. You oh, know. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, just if get I some can extra wake coffee. up and run a half marathon at 4 in the morning, I can sleep out for <laughs> Disney Parks Channel. <laughs> yeah, just sit down, enjoy, have yeah. coffee. And it's definitely yep. a different type of uh uh, you know, f- physical condition needed to be able to do that. Yeah. So, um, well, they, like I said, announced quite a bit. So before we get into the overarching large categories mm-hmm. of announcements, I want to start with some of the one-offs. So going over to the place where it all began, Disneyland Park, they yes. did announce a new parade, Magic Happens, and they said they were going to feature characters like Moana, Coco, Sleeping Beauty, Mickey and the Fab Five and a lot of other Disney characters. The concept art alone just looks incredible. Oh, I know. 
So I'm only only Disney and Disney Parks and the company can sell you on concept art alone. Like sold. I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> it's one one sign me up. One can I yep. go? And yes, it, it especially with parades too. It's oh it's, yeah, it's a parade. And if you think about parades anywhere else in the world, nobody really no, you don't goes out of right. their way to to see them unless it's convenient and close. But this is right. a place where you'll go out of your way to to go see a parade. So mm-hmm. I'm excited about that. Um, and then they announced, and it's interesting that they pushed this back. A Mickey and Minnie's Railway. I know, railway and I feel like we don't year. have all the details as to why. But I'm, you know, that part of me, that Disney nerd of me, wants to know. I'm excited for this opening, though. I'm, I'm I miss the great movie ride, but I trust in Disney Imagineers. Um, and then, you know, I think this will be good. It will be. I think it's going to be a, a really fun attraction, family friendly, and it's great that they're still building something that doesn't exist right they're building right never had you know mickey and it's mickey and minnie themed yeah. they've had mickey shows but never a mickey ride no. so it's going to be great and then i love that they're bringing it to disneyland to toontown in 2022 i think that's yes. a perfect fit for it over there too and they're obviously thinking it's going to be big and i trust oh, that I it think will so. be and i i think it's in a great spot too at hollywood studios because you know you have toy story there are People don't realize there are a lot of age appropriate. I know it's not the biggest, you know, park for families, but I love how they're bringing more families to that park and not just in Toy Story Land or a specific area. It's going to be completely, you know, it's in the Chinese theater. So it's right center in the park, which is great. It is perfect. It's going yeah. to be, and they, I think, are probably expanding the queue a bit to accommodate mm-hmm. for the crowds because I'm sure it will be crowded, but it's yeah. going to be a great attraction. So more to come there. We've talked about yeah. it before, but I'm excited to see it in person for the first time when it opens next year. Now, going over to the international parks, they announced a lot that Mm -hmm. we want to go. So the first was at Shanghai Disneyland. Again, they had already announced this, but they give a little bit more details about Zootopia Land, which is And I love this movie. Another underrated classic. I love it. It is. And I think it's going to make for a perfect land. And when I saw the movie, I even said to myself, this would be perfect attraction or land could be its own park it's right amazing and they said there's going to have a new e-ticket attraction they still haven't announced what it's going to be is it going to be Mm -hmm. a roller coaster a trackless ride Uh, we we don't know what it's going to be but it's going to have the latest technology and immersive storytelling no surprise there disney always uses the latest technology it goes back to walt's philosophy um, and includes shopping, dining, and areas to explore. For me, again, being someone who suffers from motion sickness, and unfortunately, the newest rides at Disney have not been kind. I know, we texted about yeah. Yeah, they really, they have not been kind to those with motion sickness. It's the one no. thing I kind of wish Disney would change. I, I, I wish that they had new e-ticket attractions that... Uh, those of us who do get motion sick, because it's quite a lot of us, would be able to, yeah. to do without having to take a bonine or a Dramamine or uh, right, just exactly. kind of push through Mentally it. Mentally <laughs> prepare ourselves, yeah. yeah. Um, make sure it's not an empty stomach and everything. Right. So uh, I'm very hopeful that Zootopia will have an e-ticket attraction that will be something that when I go to Shanghai, I will be able to to handle. Um mm-hmm without having to take a, an hour break sitting on a bench afterwards. <laughs> With a water, yeah. yeah exactly. Um, but I'm, I'm really excited for the exploring side of it is where I was, I was going with this because the one right. thing that I, I do praise Disney for is – and I noticed this with Star Wars Land as well, because I'm, I'm oh, not gosh. one that could really handle Smuggler's Run. Um, so I'm really – I found myself 
finding the land as an attraction in itself. It is. You said that to me when I was like, well, really, Smuggler's Run right now is the only attraction. And you were like, well, really, the land is the attraction. And it's true. You could spend hours in that land just walking around, looking and at I everything. Did. And I did. Yeah. And it was yeah. really worth it. I, I love how Disney has been building these really immersive lands that make the land yes. an experience, an attraction in itself. Um, and I am, and I'm sure Zootopia is going to fit that bill Absolutely. as well. Um, shifting over from mainland China to Hong Kong, they announced that Hong Kong Disneyland, which before up until this point has had the Sleeping Beauty Castle that's the same mm-hmm. as Disneyland, slight differences, but basically the same Sleeping Beauty Castle, that they are going to create a new castle called the Castle of Magical Dreams to replace mm-hmm. Sleeping Beauty Castle, and it's going to honor 13 Disney heroines, which is so perfect. Okay. I'm excited for this. I'm, I'm, I love the concept art. I love the idea of this. And I also love that it's happening um, at Hong Kong Disneyland. Not that I don't want it to happen at Disney World or Disneyland here, but those are so, I mean, you can't change them. And I think Disney even knew that. Um, so I'm happy that we're getting this design, but it's not necessarily in our two beloved parks. Yeah, they need to, of course, continue to show love to the international parks and give us yes. Disney fans in the U.S. even more of a reason a to, reason, to right. go. And I think this is one of those announcements that while by itself is probably not going to bring hordes of Disney fans to Hong Kong is right. going to offer a lot of Instagram opportunities for oh, yeah. all, oh, gosh, for you yeah. three Instagrammers out there and is definitely a, a, a I think a point of transforming the park uh, sort of a, yes. a signal that the, the park is going to be expanding and transforming which it is because they also announced and this I am so excited so for. excited and I'm already like <laughs> why do we not have this in Disney World right now Yeah, wandering it Oaken seems sliding so sleigh oh, coaster yes. so um, yeah sorry what were you going to say about that I just it's just seems like such a natural again, like you watch movies and you just see like with Zootopia, you're like, this could easily, you know, right down to like the pup, those popsicles that they make in Zootopia. You're like, that could be a Disney snack. This wandering Ogans, I you're like, how did this not have its own ride before? And it's just absolutely perfect. And literally, there it's just such a great part of the Frozen movie that whenever like I hear the word family, I instantly go, woohoo, family. Like, it's just one of those things that Disney kind of put into your brain that you're never going to get out. So I'm, I'm excited to see this ride. They need to bring it to Walt Disney World. Oh, 100%. Like, I, I hope they do. Uh, it, it, it It's basically, to me, it reminds me of... Um, first of all, I'm excited that it's a family-friendly coaster because those yes. I can't handle. And it is going to be similar from the looks of it to a Slinky Dog Dash or... Which is my favorite. Yes, yeah. or Seven Wars <laughs> Mine Train and have the Frozen theme. And of course, it'll be a slightly different type of ride and ride vehicle. And it just looks right. like so much fun. Yes, I'm excited. Yeah. This gives me reason and like a desire to want to go to Hong Kong Disneyland. We need to go and report on Hong Kong Disneyland sure. together. Sure, yes, just to I'm there. It, we'll have to make that happen. <laughs> yeah. um, we'll bring our families and, and make it a, a fun <laughs> trip. Uh, let's talk about switching back to the United States, Disney mm-hmm. Springs. Uh, had you seen Lanuba? I haven't. I've seen other Cirque du Soleil shows. Um, I saw O at the Bellagio in Las Vegas. I'm a fan, but this whole presentation at D23 made me very nervous because it was taking a long time. And I felt like if they're spending a lot of time on this one thing, there might not be much else they're going to talk about. So I'm excited about it. But the whole presentation at D23 made me a little nervous. 
I'm really actually quite optimistic about it. Uh, the first show I saw, first Cirque du Soleil show I ever saw was La Nuba. My okay. family, my parents took me when I was younger uh, to go see La Nuba. I loved it. And then like you, I've seen other Cirque du Soleil shows. Mm-hmm. They once brought Cirque du Soleil to New York. I don't remember the name of it, but I saw that one. It was sort of a winter-themed uh, Cirque du Soleil. Oh, I feel like it was on Randall Island or something like that. When I saw, it could have been. When I saw it, it was actually in uh, Madison Square Garden, the okay. theater, okay. Uh, the theater under Madison Square Garden. And then we also saw Mystere in Las mm-hmm. Vegas, which was at Treasure Island, I believe. Um, so those are the Cirque du Soleil's I've seen. I've always been impressed with Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. And the fact that they are for the first time combining. Uh, collabor- or collaborating between Walt Disney Imagineering, Walt Disney Animation Studios, and Cirque du Soleil. Yes. I am really optimistic I'm about ex- this show. Yes, same. And we don't have to wait very long because previews are starting March 20th, 2020. Yeah. So again, just six months that we have to wait right. for the first opportunity to see the show. Mm-hmm. And then the big announcement <laughs> for the United States was Disney stores that are going to be coming to Target. And specifically, right. we're going to see 25 Target stores featuring a Disney store on October 4th, right around the corner. Yes. Then 40 more by October 2020, bringing the total up to 65, plus mm-hmm. Target opening at Walt Disney World. Okay, so this Target opening at Walt Disney World, I'm very excited. I'm way more excited about this than when I heard Starbucks was opening. Now I'd love Starbucks being there, but of course at first I didn't. Um, I'm excited about this because there's been times where, especially when we had little ones in diapers and we just couldn't do like the grocery delivery or whatever, we were short on something, forgot it, sunscreen, whatever. And my husband would have to go off property. You know, you think like, oh, Target, it's 15 minutes away, but Disney World property is huge. So I love that he doesn't have to miss half a day of our vacation or myself doesn't have to miss half a day of a vacation because we forgot one thing. Um, So I'm actually happy about this. (laughs) Yeah, I I am as well. I think it's a dangerous combination, to be honest. (laughs) Right. I know. Very in a a good way. A dangerous combination. But, I mean, I don't think people will be going there to just shop, you know, because no. you're in Disney World, obviously. It's going to be more for people for last minute groceries or items they forgot kind of thing. Yeah. And they haven't announced exactly where in Walt Disney World this is going. I imagine right. Disney Springs or expansion of Disney Near Springs. Near it, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense to go there, but who knows? We'll, we'll see. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. they're going to announce more as, as it Right. It's a little closer. Now, my my local Target, and actually there's only, I believe, one in Florida in Target, or one Target in Florida that's getting a Disney store. So I feel like personally my husband had something to do with that because I would have been at Target even more than I am. Um, but I'm excited. I think it's a smart move. I know that there's a lot of Disney merchandise in Target now. I get a lot of shirts for our family there for our vacations. Um, and I... It, it will kind of all be in one central place, which is nice. Yeah, it is nice to have it all in one central place. And I will definitely be spending more time in Target with Disney stores. I'm just hoping that one of the first 25 locations yes. is somewhere near me so I can go and appreciate it and enjoy if it. If you are wondering it. where, um, I put up probably about two weeks ago on the Kingdom Insider, I Instagrammed a picture of the list of the stores that will be getting it. I must have missed that. I have to go back. Yeah. And so check out Kingdom Insider, Facebook or Instagram. It will the list of the 25 stores by October will is on there. Shameless plug. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go. I will also include that list in the show notes so people can go Great. there directly. Um, all right, let's shift to parks to the United mm-hmm. States. Uh, sure. There are, and I would talk, we talked about a couple of uh, small announcements there, but like I said, there are some big categories. Let's start with the smaller category, and I know that you are not as big of a Marvel fan, but I'm so Avengers excited. Campus. Yes. I love how, first of all, for those of you who may not remember, they did announce at Destination D that Disneyland Paris is getting a bit of a transformation and getting a, a similar Avengers campus over there. And they mm-hmm. announced that the two lands will be connected in the yes. Marvel Universe um, and that it is going to tie to the Marvel Universe itself, of course. And the theme of this land, which is coming to Disney California Adventure Park, is the Avengers are going to be recruiting the next generation of superheroes. And of course, mm-hmm. you are that superhero. So very much like right. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, you're sort of invited to live out your Star Wars story. Here, you're sort yeah, of yeah. invited to live out your uh, superhero, Marvel mm-hmm. superhero story. Um, now, they did announce... Previously, a new attraction, the Spider-Man attraction, that's coming to the land. It'll be the first to open. It's, they're doing a similar phased rollout like they did with Galaxy's Edge. The smaller of the two, which is still an incredible e-ticket, is going to be opening right. first, which is a Spider-Man attraction. And then the bigger, you know, uh, key, you know, key e-ticket attraction um, is going to be open in, in uh, phase two. But to briefly touch on Spider-Man, so like I said, they did announce this previously, but they gave us a little bit more concept art that guests are going to take a test spin on a quote-unquote web slinger. I know, uh, it sounds vehicle. exciting. <laughs> it does. Um, at what I, I love their acronym here, the Worldwide Engineering Brigade, or web yes. for short, so clever. Um, <laughs> I know. And sling webs just like Spider-Man as you help him collect Spider-Bots that have run amok. I'm sure, Christy, you're um, imagining your two boys must be really excited oh my gosh. about this. So, and they, re- I won't say the name of the park, but they recently went on another Spider-Man ride and they were obsessed. My youngest is into Spider-Man right now. So they would, lo- I mean, I would love this ride. You know, you don't have to be, and I've said this with Star Wars, with Galaxy's Edge, you don't necessarily have to be the biggest fan or know everything about it. So I like how with Marvel, hopefully I'll know more by the time this opens, but I don't know necessarily much about Marvel, but or Spider-Man in general, but this ride really excites me as a Disney lover. So I'm excited. Yeah, it excites me as well. I don't know what other park you're talking about, but this one <laughs> is either way going to blow the other one away, I'm sure. Yeah. The latest technology yeah. and a little bit of Disney magic. Um, now, quickly, before we get to the major e-ticket that they mm-hmm. announced, the other major e-ticket or the bigger one, uh, they did talk about Pim Test Kitchen based on the Ant-Man series, where it's going to be a, sounds like a quick service uh, location. Right, yeah. Um, and P- uh, the way they describe it, Pim Technologies uh, uses their latest innovations to grow and shrink food and that's going to be a lot of fun yeah it's going to be fun i'm already envisioning like the what it's going to look like inside as you're waiting to order your food and everything so it's going to be a lot of fun yeah, I, I'm, I'm very excited about that. And the, the drink options, I'm sure, will be phenomenal. Oh, yeah. So it, it's if it's anything like Ogus Cantina, it's taking that concept, bringing it to Ant-Man, and it's going to be a lot of – and adding more food and just add, yeah. it's going to make and it I, a lot Yeah, and I fun. mean, 
Right. And just like with the cantina, and it's going to be the same way with this, that these Imagineers are really making even now like a restaurant or quick service be a point that you don't want to miss. So, you know, like we love in the Magic Kingdom, Cosmic Rays, um, but or Starlight Rays, but we don't make it a point to go there unless we're hungry. These are like, you don't want to miss these little restaurants or quick service areas. So I think that's great that they're doing that as well. Agreed. It's a tradition in Disney parks and I think they're bringing it to the next level. Uh, yeah. The attractions are not just the rides. No. It is everything. Yes. And I think now more than ever they are bringing that to light with their right. new additions. Um, now there are going to be meet and greets of course with and they announced that the meet and greets are going to be with Doctor Strange, Black Widow, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Guardians of mm-hmm. the Galaxy, superheroes from Wakanda and Asgard and Iron Man. Mm-hmm. I will definitely be taking advantage of those meet and greet opportunities. When I go, I am very excited to meet these characters, especially because yes. they, we can't meet many of them at Walt Disney World. Um, right. So I am uh, excited to, to see these meet and greets in person and to interact with these superheroes. And then, like I said, they did have the major e-ticket announced, mm-hmm. which is going to roll out in phase two. We don't have a date for when this is going to launch, but the e-ticket attraction is going to feature guests boarding a Quinjet and flying alongside the Avengers in an epic adventure to Wakanda and beyond. Um, right. And they said the upcoming attraction is going to feature an all-new innovative ride system. They did release concept art. It looks like a combination of Flight of Passage and Smuggler's Run. Mm-hmm. That seems to be where they're going with it. And I, again, don't know if I can handle it, but <laughs> I'm right. going to do my best to. You'll pre- you have some time <laughs> to prepare for it. I have to prepare for it. I can do Flight of Passage. If it's similar to Flight of Passage, I'm probably going to be fine. But if right. it's uh, more intense than that, I-, I don't know how I will personally fare. But for anyone who is lucky enough, unlike me, my wife included, <laughs> to be able to ride anything countless times, never get motion sickness, full stomach, empty stomach, yeah. sick, healthy, no matter what, <laughs> and be perfectly <laughs> fine. Um, this is going to be an incredible attraction. It will. Um, and I am hoping that I will, when I experience it, uh, come off it feeling fine and be able to do it again and yeah. again. Um, so yeah, Avengers Campus, like I said, they had previously announced quite a bit with this, but they gave us more insights, more concept art, and uh, more information specifically about that e-ticket, and I am looking forward to seeing it in person at Disney California Adventure Park when it opens. Um, we don't yes. know when it's going to be, but I'm sure. Um, you know, Stay tuned here to Imagine Your Podcast and the Kingdom Insider. As soon as we know, you'll know. So yes. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. more to come there. Um all right, so here's what should be its own episode by itself. I'm so ready to get into this. But let's let's <laughs> jump right into it, yes. Epcot. Um, yeah. Now, Christy, I have to say, so the, mm-hmm. and I don't know how you felt, and I'm, I'm curious to get your opinions on this, but prior to D23, uh, yes. for the majority of my life, I'd say 95% of my lifetime, Epcot has always been my favorite park. Only recently, yes. it's Animal Kingdom's taken its place because of the new attractions and experiences, and um, I... You know, I love all four parks, um, but Mm -hmm. uh, Epcot was and still continues to have a really special place in my heart. So, I mean, my my favorite Mickey and Minnie are the spaceship. There are astronaut outfits from Epcot back in the day, the silver with the rainbow. So that, yes, I am a big Epcot person. Yeah. So part of me was excited about Mm -hmm. the changes. Part of me was sad because I do Mm -hmm. love 
Epcot, and it is a nostalgic place for me. It is my childhood. But I am, like Walt, a person who has one foot in the past and one foot right. in the future. And I knew Epcot needed change. Oh, 100%. And I was just hoping that the Imagineers and the executives at the Walt Disney Company were going to do Epcot justice mm-hmm. and deliver strong announcements that all of us, the nostalgists, the optimists, the futurists, yes. that we all could enjoy, thrill seekers, uh, you know, foodies, any category of Disney fan. And I, I am not exaggerating when I say this, every single announcement uh, that came out of D23 about Epcot, I was incredibly happy about. Yes. Um, you know, I was too. I was I was paying attention to kind of what everybody was saying on social media. So not everybody feels the way we do. Um, but I'm, I'm very excited. You know, while a lot of people have said that the Imagineers kind of took that Epcot and are so far away from what Walt envisioned with what Epcot was going to be from the beginning. Um, I don't necessarily agree with that. You know, one of my favorite quotes about from Walt is actually talking about Epcot where he says, it's like the city of tomorrow ought to be a city that caters to the people as a service function. It will be a planned control community, a showcase for American industry, research schools, cultural and educational opportunities. So if you go by that quote from Walt himself, that's what these Imagineers are doing. They're bringing it next level. It's going to be, I mean, cultural, Hello, it's totally stepping up with that educational with all the experiences and it just is going to show how American industry has evolved since Walt first had the idea of Epcot. So I, you know, I completely think that the Imagineers are going in the right direction as to what if Walt was alive and and young and still building these parks where I'm confident he would be on their page as well. And even to jump onto that point, Christy, the one thing I've always, it took me a while to realize this, but it's the one thing I like to to share with others Mm -hmm. as I've learned it is the way you describe and read the the Walt's vision for Epcot did come to life. And that vision is called Walt Disney World because everything you mentioned, including Celebration, uh, which at one point was officially controlled by the Walt Disney Company. Um, now it's Golden Oak, but that is a hundred percent what Walt Disney World is. Right, it even is their roads, all their roads are controlled. Everything. So yeah, I mean, when Walt said that about Epcot, little did he know or any of them knew at the time that he was really. It ended up being Walt Disney World <laughs> um, for that quote. So yeah, I think it's going in the right direction. I love how they're honoring um, him with another statue that really overlooks all of everything that's going to be new. So yeah, and let's let's jump into that. So they yeah. are. I, th- I thought this was actually incredibly clever. So right now, Epcot is Future World and World Showcase. Yeah, they are kind of re-theming Future mm-hmm. Worlds to fit into the World's Blank theme. So World Showcase will still be World Showcase, and then in Future right. World, we're splitting Future World East, West, and Center into uh, World Celebration, which is going to be the center portion. World mm-hmm. Discovery, which is now Future World East, where we see Test Track and Mission Space. And World Nature, which is the side of Future World that is now housing the land and imagination and the seas. So those are going to be the three new sublands within right. what's now Future World. And like you said, with World Celebration, there is going to be Dreamer's Point. 
And we're also going to get some lush gardens, the wishing tree, mm-hmm. um, and an interactive new fountain. And the concept art, I love the the statue of Walt. I think it looks incredible. And I am excited to yes. sit next to Walt Disney. Oh, gosh, <laughs> yes. I know. And the other thing that they, they talked about, which they had previously announced was, but gave more information, was about Spaceship Earth being rethemed. We know right. that it's going to be open in time for Epcot's 40th anniversary. And mm-hmm. I think it makes a lot of sense with the shift in future world itself. We're kind of moving from that that hard science of, of communication to more of the soft science of making this story about, or the ride about storytelling. Right. Um, so, you know, quote, from the about the attraction, um, it will remain a voyage through time as the journey transforms with new scenes reflecting the universal nature of the human experience. A new guide and all new narration will focus on the storytelling that brings people together. So, Christy, what did you think when you saw some of the concept art for um, the new attraction? You know, I'm excited. I I love Spaceship Earth. It's one of those rides that makes me think of, you know, go back to my childhood again. I'm excited for it. The concept art really got my attention. And I think, again, going back to what a lot of people are saying, you know, they're just really nervous about totally changing it up. And if I'm going to look to any ride that over the years was changed up, that I probably the only ride I don't agree with is, you know, Figment Journey to Imagination. So I think people look at that and they're, they think it's going to happen to every ride that's kind of getting this makeover. And again, I trust the process. I trust the Imagineers. I think they're going in the right direction. I think that now, you know, when they built Spaceship Earth and even um, in the early 90s with innovations, what they put in there as far as technology it wasn't changing as fast as it is today. I mean, you could buy a, uh, you know, an iPad and two months later it's old or look at the new iPhones. Now they have three cameras. So it's like, it's changing so much that I think these Imagineers are looking to fill in where they don't have to redo something every other year. Because, you know, I remember when they added the scene where they were showing like the birth of, um, with Steve jobs and the computer in the garage in California, but that's even old news. So it's like, I think they got to a point where they're like, listen, we have to do something that is going to go along with how technology changes so fast. It's not realistic to update technology every six months or a year. So I think they're doing it the right way. I agree. And I like to remind people because it's it's easy to forget and we fall in love with the attractions the way they I were. Know. But Spaceship Earth has changed oh, yes. three times. It is right. now in its fourth version. This is yeah. just a, a It's a been slight, subtle changes. Yeah, they have been subtle. But every yeah. time they've changed the narrator, pretty much every time yeah. they've changed the score and right. they've updated and changed the scenes. So Spaceship Earth has been an evolving attraction since it was created mm-hmm. and I am excited for the new version. I honestly believe, because I know that there were there were always going to be people who who don't who don't right. who can't see what it's going to be like, and I don't know exactly, but based on the concept art and what we've heard, I do foresee this being the favorite version of Spaceship Earth oh, yes. to date. They yes. are leaving it and doing justice to the original version of the attraction is really not changing much right. from a, a technical logistical layout and and uh, show scene perspective. They're just enhancing it and changing, to your point, the theme of it from focusing on the communication elements, mm-hmm. you know, the papyrus paper and the right. Phoenicians with creating their first uh, alphabet, common alphabet, to 
now shifting just the focus of it to being on storytelling and that is close more closely tied to disney and disney history right and imagineering so it really is a step in the right direction and is an evolution in a positive way for yes for i sure. think that when it's all said and done and it opens i think that we'll all be thanking the phoenicians and thanking the imagineers for <laughs> kind of the reimagination of this beloved ride new quote new t-shirt yeah. quote thank the phoenicians parentheses and the walt disney imagineers yes um the other part of World Celebration they announced, besides Dreamer's Point and Spaceship Earth's retheme, is the central part of World Celebration, which is now housing the Fountain of Nations, and behind that is going to feature a new three-story central pavilion structure offering sweeping views of Epcot from above, including the ability to watch the nighttime shows from above. And it's also going to be the home of the new, uh, like the new festival center, uh, since that used to be the uh, Wonders of Life Pavilion, but even that's getting transformed. So this is now going to be, which makes sense, a central point for the the home of the festival centers and right. include new dining and views. And it's, it's I think, going to be uh, incredible to enjoy and experience. Yes. I'm excited. Yeah. And I love the festivals is like a whole other element to Epcot. Um, I feel we were there in August and there was no festival. And I looked at my husband. I'm like, wow, usually every time we're here, there's a festival and it's so crowded. It felt so empty, even though it was just a normal park day. Um, So I'm happy that they're kind of having a central housing for the festivals and, you know, um, really bringing attention to those. Yeah, I I totally agree. I'm very excited for this new pavilion and world Mm -hmm. celebration in general right let's shift to the smaller of the two which is that are left which is world nature and here we have two new announcements we didn't get i think everybody was shocked because you brought up imagination there was no news about the imagination pavilion so i know i was hoping the news would be they would bring it back to the older version (laughs) (laughs) um yeah there was there was nothing about it i was surprised i feel like they're holding this in their pocket for destination d but I, I hope so, because, you know, Figment has really become a popular, you know, to me, he's never gone out of style, but like my kids are getting into him and they're working him into more merchandise than they were the past, you know, few years. So I hope so. I hope they have something up their sleeve with Figment and uh, Journey into Imagination. Yeah, I'm sure they will. It's it's time for that pavilion yeah. to get an update as well. But they did announce there used to be a show in the Lion Pavilion called A Circle of Life, an environmental yes. fable with uh, the Lion King characters, uh, specifically Simba, Timon, and Pumbaa. And now we're getting a show called Awesome Planets. Um, Which again, let's, let's really quick and not to cut you off, but when you think of Walt and his vision outside of Epcot, Walt was huge with the animal and nature documentary. So again, you know, this is something where I feel like if this weren't his idea, he'd be right on board with this kind of a show going into the new Epcot. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. It's a big part of Disney history, Walt Disney himself, right. his history, and the Walt Disney Company. Um, so I, I totally agree. I'm very excited for the show. Yes. And the other announcement they made for World Nature, which looks incredible, is mm-hmm. an interactive exhibit called Journey of Water, inspired by Moana. And as they describe it, guests visiting this neighborhood will meet and play with magical living I water. I know. I'm so excited. Of its own. I know. I am too. I 
I mean, how many of us, even as adults, when we watch Moana and the ocean splits and you're like, oh my gosh, that would be so cool. So we actually get to live that now. I love how Disney's taking these stories and movies and we get to live them in the parks. Um, So yeah, I'm very excited about this. Someone has said like, oh, they should have made it a ride. But I think this is perfect. I think that these little neighborhoods and experiences are just what families and park guests need. I agree. It's great for families. And Mm -hmm. I myself can see this being an area where I could sit and reflect and grab a beverage and just kind of sit back, relax. Right. Take a break. Yeah. And uh, I love how this part of Future World is going to, or I'm calling it Future World, um, (laughs) of the park is going to get uh, more shade because. Oh, gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Bob Chapek mentioned it. And it it is. It's, I never really, I had thought about it before because I actually referenced it on previous episodes that you really need sunscreen at Epcot. Yes. But um, I, I love that they, I wouldn't have even requested that though in a survey if they'd asked me, like, what would you change about Epcot? I don't think I would have come up with the, with shade as an idea, but it is something that people have at least, you know, in some way been asking for. So I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, So moving over to World Discovery, Mm -hmm. we got more details about Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster. What's in that giant building they have over there? Yes. So Mm -hmm. it's now going to be called Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind and will include Disney's first ever reverse launch. I'm so excited. They had me at reverse. I'm ready for this. (laughs) They had me at coaster. Um, Yeah. And then they started announcing some things that, again, you know, the vehicles can spin and it's going to reverse back or launch backwards and will include uh, uh, screens in some way. And I'm like, uh, maybe I can't handle it. But um, (laughs) I'm excited again for everyone who doesn't suffer from motion sickness. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's going to be uh, an incredible attraction. Again, one that if I can do it, I'm absolutely going to. Right. Um, they also announced that Mission Space, we knew it was getting a restaurant, but yes. we got the name. It's going to be called Space 220 because it's going to take place 220 miles above the Earth's surface in a space station. And we mm-hmm. know that it's going to be a rotating restaurant um, that uh, not only it's physically going to rotate, but the screen right. will make it look like it's rotating. And you will also board a what I'm calling like Hydrolator 2.0. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> from the from those of you who remember the old Living Seas, mm-hmm. um, same uh, same concept and idea. You're going to board a um, you know quote unquote elevator or space elevator that will take you up to and then back from the space station. And I was amazed that they announced that this was going to start I know this winter this winter yes. So it's I'm gonna excited. Be on my list. Me yeah. Too. And then they did give us more information about the Wonders of Life Pavilion, which is now being transformed into the Play Pavilion. And it's going to open in time for Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary, which is in 2021. Um, And it's going to include a couple of things they announced, an epic water balloon fight with Huey, Dewey, and Louie. My kids are going to love this, yes. (laughs) And I'm excited about this one, actually. A super suit design session with Edna Mode. Oh, yes. But I think you're allowed to put capes in it. She might just recommend you don't (laughs) darling that's what she's gonna say i love this and i love how they're bringing these care you know again people are against it bringing in the characters but that's how disney is just continuing having families come over and over again it's how they make their connections from home to parks is you fall in love with these characters and if they weren't in the parks in some aspect they it wouldn't be as i mean it would still be a huge draw i'd be going there every year obviously but um it's just another way that they're 
tying it into what families and people are seeing at home into the park. So I love it and I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I, the same here. I'm very excited for, for the play pavilion. Um, mm-hmm. And it's going to be probably the area I am going to be hanging out when yeah. my friends and family go on Guardians of the Galaxy cosplay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so let's switch to the land that is going to keep the same name, World mm-hmm. Showcase. And we'll start with some of the smaller stuff, things that sure. were already announced. So they did, they had previously announced that we were going to get two new movies to France. I'm oh, sorry, not to France, to, although France is involved too, to China right. and Canada. So they announced mm-hmm. that they are going to, um, the, to have new names and new films for these. And the Imagineers did go back with the latest 360 degree uh, circle vision technology to China and to Canada. And the names yeah. of the films are going to be Wondrous China and Car- uh, Canada Far and Wide. And then mm-hmm. both of these are opening in January of 2020. I know. Right I know. Corner. Yes. So I, I'm excited for those. And I was always a fan of both of these films. I knew Reflections of China hadn't been updated in a while and needed an update. I'm just glad they're right. keeping the same concept and mm-hmm. uh, updating it. It's I, I will definitely be enjoying that film. Yeah, um, I'm a fan too. I mean, I didn't necessarily, I don't think I've seen all of them in their entirety. I will tell you like as a Disney mom tip that these little movies, if you want a break for fresh uh, air conditioning or if one of your or both or all of your children are sleeping in that stroller, just wheel them into a theater and watch one of these movies. I mean, they're the perfect place for an air conditioned timeout. So. Yeah, it's a great place. We talked about that in episode, I think, 22. I forgot the number. Yeah. But best ways to cool off at Disney mm-hmm. um, to talk about these attractions. Um, the other movie, which I kind of hinted to at the France Pavilion, I'm so happy they're keeping it. I'm so, to yes, which just shows you people, Imagineers, they're listening to us. They, they know are. we don't want the beloved things going away. Yeah, but for kids especially, they are adding the Beauty and the Beast sing-along. I know. I, I'm excited about France in general, so we'll talk about that. But yeah, Beauty and the Beast, I'm very excited. Um, the Frozen sing-along at Hollywood Studios is hugely popular. Um, I know this will be a little different, but I'm excited for the Beauty and the Beast because that music, that soundtrack is classic also yeah and i'm sure because it's going to occupy the same theater they may just add times or most likely because i believe now in parts de france is every 20 minutes they'll probably just alternate between the two or you know and kind of put that on the the showtime calendar but that is also starting in january same time january 2020 so wasting no time right around the corner but um, as you said, Christy, you, like me, are very excited about the France Pavilion in general. And of yes. course, they are getting Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. We had I've known been so that. excited about this. Mm-hmm. I did ride it in Disneyland Paris. Didn't fare well for me with motion <laughs> sickness. So I'm probably not, I've, I've done it. I probably won't do it again. But I will be at least walking through the queue and uh, I'm looking forward to the POVs of the attraction. Um, but that is launching in the summer of 2020. Yeah. So really not that far away again when you think about it. So yes. in Disney time. And the part of it that, again, while my friends and family are enjoying Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, oh, I will be over at La Creperie de Paris. Yeah. <laughs> part of my terrible French accent. But that's going to be uh, opening as a quick service and full service restaurant in this mm-hmm. expanded part of the pavilion. And I did get that. I have got that question a lot about is this replacing anything in the France pavilion? And the answer is no. They are expanding the French right. pavilion so that it is kind of right now when you I look over here I think people are right, worried they're um, 
you know, beloved brioche ice cream sandwich will be gone, but that's going yeah. to stay and it's going to probably just bring more attention to that whole area. Exactly. So that's that's definitely going to be um, a, a thrill just to at least walk through and experience yeah. an expanded France pavilion that this new back alley sort of behind where. Yeah, I'm uh, very excited now. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Um, and so my next question, Christy, is oh. how much did you cry when you saw Dick Van Dyke come on stage? OK, so and let me just tell everybody listening that Mary Poppins is my favorite character. It's my favorite movie. It ties in my love for Disney music and Walt himself. I mean, like Mary Poppins is end all be all. So the moment it was even before Dick Van Dyke came on stage, the moment they started with the chimney sweeps. I turned to my husband who was like kind of looking at me like, what are you streaming? You know, he's like watching sports on TV. I start hysterically crying. He's like, what is wrong? I'm like, they're it's a Mary Poppins. I am so excited for this whole, this attraction, this whole new area. Yeah. I, I can't even, I could go on for days about this. <laughs> yeah. And for those of you who uh, have not heard the news, uh, if you, it, it, it's all over Disney news right now oh my gosh. is, is the new Mary Poppins attraction and expansion. So to make it a little more concrete as far as what the news is. So this is coming to the United Kingdom pavilion and they announced that they are going to be building mm-hmm. Cherry Tree Lane and oh. we're going to have the opportunity to actually walk down cherry tree lane to walk into the bank's residence go past admiral boom i hope he does i'm sure (laughs) every hour (laughs) the uh the sound of the cannon um i'm sure they'll make it sound fake so it doesn't freak people out oh yeah i'm sure they'll have an admiral boom character sitting up there yeah oh i can imagine can you imagine to have i know i think i know i think honestly and this is what i hope i hope that with Galaxy's Edge, how the characters are interactive, and it might not be to that extent here, but when you look at the movie, you know, there's like the people walking on the street, there's Bert when he does his one-man band. I hope they do things like that, and I hope they make it, bring in some of those beloved characters, like Admiral Boom, and just kind of make them interact with people, I guess. I'm sure they will. And that's a brilliant idea for sure. Um, And they did announce there's going to be a Mary Poppins attraction. They didn't say what it was. I'm also... Go go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you go ahead. It's fine. I'm also just curious to see where they're going to build it. I have a feeling we're not going to see World Showplace in the future because that Mm -hmm. is prime real estate for a new attraction. And they can't build really the other way uh, because you kind of reach the international gateway that way and there's a there's a back road and sort of canal and i'm sure they could do things with that but there it's it's going to be difficult to go backwards so i feel like they have to go the other way into world show place which is that sort of uh um for those of you who walk between canada and united kingdom yes. as you're walking towards it you can see on your right past those little small uh uh shop um or stands, I should say, that are over there. There's that entrance to that gate, and that's World Show Place. But mm-hmm. sorry, Christy, what were you going to say? No, so I, I had heard a few years ago about, you know, rumors about a Mary Poppins ride. Um, again, it's one of those movies that you're like, you, not just Imagineers, like, I feel like I could come up with five ideas for a ride off of that movie. It's very, it plays really well into it. But when, and this is my Disney nerd thinking, my logic, when they closed the movie ride, I was like, 
that was my only taste of Mary was when they did the Chim Chim and Chim Chim Jury scene. But I'm like, Disney never really throws away anything. They reuse audio animatronics. They reuse as much as they can. So I'm like, they have that Bert and Mary. So like, Abby, I don't even know if they're going to use that from the great movie ride, that, those two animatronics. But I'm, that was my thinking was like, this rumor must be true because they already have a Bert and a Mary Poppins animatronic somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure they'll probably include some new animatronics, but yes. maybe they'll reuse that Mary Poppins and Bert somewhere in the queue. Yeah, or I mean, the, the music is just so iconic. And again, it's just one of the reasons why I love this movie. And so it just makes perfect sense to have a ride for it. Um, when I was little, I loved it the movie so much I would my sister and I would like play in our basement and we would set up our Barbie dream house and all these little things and make it cherry tree lane so I'm excited now as something I did as a little kid I get to because of Disney and Imagineers I get to actually walk down cherry tree lane so yeah I'm living my dream just like all these Star Wars fans are living theirs I'll be living mine at cherry tree lane Great way to put it. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely going to make a lot of Disney fans, myself included, very happy. There's such a warm yes. connection there, and it is definitely... Um, and it makes me happy that Dick Van Dyke is still so, yeah. I mean, so involved and so, you know, that was so in Mary Poppins, too, when he reprised his role as, um, what was the banker's name? Why am I drawing a blank right now? Yeah, I forgot his name, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, and he uh, was dancing on the desk, and you're just like, this is, I mean, it's Dick Van Dyke. He's He is Disney. It's If I were ever to see Dick Van Dyke, it would be just like meeting Walt Disney, I feel like. Yeah, it was Mr. Dawes, by the way. That was his name. Mr. Dawes, just yes. Just popped in my head. Yes. Um, but yeah, that was that was amazing. I love that Dick Van Dyke is still is still going I know, strong. And he speaks so highly of Wall and I just I love him. He's a true uh, icon from the past. Yes. So we also got information about two nighttime shows. Mm-hmm. We knew about Epcot Forever coming October first. Yeah, right it's around the be corner. Replacing Illuminations. Uh, what do you? I mean, I'm excited about the nostalgia. Did you? Did you hear? Oh the, my gosh! The theme crying. Music I was that crying. they played. Yes. Soaring the tower. We were ready for takeoff. <laughs> I know. I was like, only Disney can. You know, and it's not everybody. Again, I'm a Disneyer, but only like. The sound of a the first note of a song can just evoke these feelings, and yeah, that the new music. I'm very excited about this, and I'll, I'll miss Illuminations. I know people are sad to see it go, but it's time, so I'm I'm ready. Yeah, I definitely had chills listening to that theme song. I know. I like right away, and uh, yeah. they carried through the entire. Uh, entire song entire teaser that they, they and played. and growing up this is like i don't know you know like when most of my friends were listening to new kids on the block i was listening to my walt disney world soundtrack and it was <laughs> tomorrow's it was like the two disc cd thing tomorrow's child was on there so again it's like an anthem of my childhood with disney and it just all plays into it so i'm very excited about this me too and even yeah. more excited because that's just a temporary show for mm-hmm. Harmonious. Yes. We don't have a lot of information, no dates announced yet, but it is going to be what is probably the best nighttime show at Disney to date. Yeah, I think so. I think it's going to be something you don't want to miss, and there's going to probably be lots of dessert tickets <laughs> you're going to want to buy to watch the show. I uh, got to love the dessert tickets. Mm-hmm. And then what did you think about that new anthem to kind of tie everything up for Epcot that they announced um, and they played by uh, Pinar Toprak, uh, the new Ep- anthem for Epcot? It was literally the the beautiful bow on this package that they just delivered us. I thought it was the perfect way to 
you know, basically culminate the entire reimagination of Epcot. And it does deserve, I feel like Magic Kingdom kind of has, you know, walking right down the middle of Main Street USA and they kind of have their song. So I'm happy that Epcot is getting a song and it just ties it all together. Yeah, it definitely, it sounds incredible. I love that it's still uh, instrumental and, yes. um, you know, it's it's definitely, it was to your point, the the bow or the, the cherry on top and it's it going to be amazing. So I, mm-hmm. like I said, loved every update announcement for Epcot and I'm so they excited. They didn't the look over part. anything from no. the music to a, a movie, um, attractions, ex- water experiences. There's not one stone left unturned to a statue of Walt. So I'm very excited to see what the future holds for Epcot. Absolutely. Me too. Yeah. So keeping things mm-hmm. at- Walt Disney World, they talked about Disney Genie, which is a new yes. app launching in late 2020. Um, for those of you who didn't hear the news, it was essentially a uh, an app that's going to create personalized itinerary for you and your family based on the type of experience you're looking for. It will book Fast Pass Plus reservations for you. It will uh, book dining for you and sort of create mm-hmm. from millions of possible combinations an experience tailored to the type of day and trip you're looking to right. have and is really going to do all of your trip planning for you. So for those of you who are overwhelmed with, I don't know which fast passes to get or which places to go to eat, you mm-hmm. just let Disney Genie do it for you. And I'm sure as you continue, because you can make changes as you continue right. to give feedback to Disney Genie, like any uh, app algor- that has an algorithm out there absolutely you know, to learn you and make suggestions and get to make better suggestions for you as right. you give it feedback so it will customize your day as you go along and it changes right so i know christy i'm probably going to use it and see what disney genie has yeah. to come up with. what about you um, I mean, I'll use it. It, You know, I think we're and us who go to Disney all the time, like we're not necessarily overwhelmed with the fast passes. I can see how a family would be or people going who haven't been in a while. Um, I have a love hate relationship with the My Disney Experience app right now. So I'm excited to see how Disney Genie, I'm confident that with the with it being able to schedule fast pass plus and dining, maybe it will take some of that away from the My Disney Experience app, which could be beneficial. Maybe there won't be as less, you know, I'm not a techie, obviously, but maybe there'll be less bugs or less issues with that. Because I feel like so many people are on that app that it tends to crash sometimes or things. So I think I'm hopeful for Disney Genie. I'm excited to use it. I'm really excited to see how going off what I first pick, how it will start to recommend uh, dining and rides for me. So you know, I'm interested to use it in that aspect. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have it be the base for my yes. trip planning to test it out and then just make adjustments as I right. see fit. And then maybe it will cut to learn me really well and figure out Right, what and then I Jeannie want. will be like your best friend. <laughs> make all my wishes come true. There you go. So shifting gears a little bit over to resorts, let's first talk about this. I think the smaller announcement is still a huge announcement. We already knew the next Disney Vacation Club resort was going to be Reflections at Disney Lakeside Lodge, but they gave us more concept art. And what I'm very excited about is the Princess and the Frog restaurant. Yes. So it, for those of you who haven't heard, you're going to be able to dine in a restaurant themed after Princess and the Frog. Uh, It's going to be on the water. So very appropriate for the Mm -hmm. movie. And it, they didn't announce too much beyond that, but I am definitely going to go. <laughs> to yeah, enjoy no, it I'm it very opens. excited. And I think the Lakeside Lodge um, theme, you know, they built 
the cabins at Wilderness Resort. And I think those have been just so beautiful because again, it gives you that you're in Disney World and you have the Disney magic home feeling, but then these lodges are, are just like the cabins. It's like you're out in the Midwest. It's like a, a vacation within your vacation. So I love the theme of the Lakeside Lodge and, and things like that. Absolutely agree. Yeah. The other big resort news, Star Wars fan, is <laughs> the ex- yeah. Star Wars Galactic Cruise. Yes. So uh, obviously this is, everyone knows there is a Star Wars hotel being built by Disney's Hollywood Studios. They announced it's going to be called Star Wars Galactic Cruise. They're going to be aboard the Halcyon, I think is how you pronounce it. Um, And it says, when guests board the Halcyon for a two-night adventure at Walt Disney World Resort, they'll depart together as they would would do on any cruise. But unlike most cruises, they'll live out their multi-day story as it interweaves with the Halcyon crew, fellow passengers, and quote-unquote interesting characters Mm -hmm. from a galaxy far, far away. You never know who you might encounter, and every window has a view that looks out into space. The journey will feature incredible dining, a spaceport day on Batuu at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, and special activities, including an opportunity for both kids and grown-ups alike to learn how to wield a lightsaber. I mean, talk about a vacation within your vacation. You're going to another planet. I could see why they're keeping it capped at a two-night adventure as well. Yes. Because they want to create a truly immersive experience so, and make it a planned itinerary for you. Right. And I think, I don't even like want to call this a hotel or resort. Because, I mean, I know it is, but it's totally unlike yeah an experience um so i saw when i was there for galaxy's edge the the day before the opening ceremony in the morning of the opening ceremony um i saw where they were where they brought us in backstage where they're building this star wars hotel and it's crazy because it's it's small. I mean, I know it's meant to be small. We're used to these grand resorts where there are multiple buildings, but because this is an immersive experience two nights, it's small and it's it, it's crazy because there's no landscape ready yet for it. So it's kind of just like in the woods behind Galaxy's Edge and you just see not the entire thing, just this small two-level structure being built. And if and honestly, if the cast member didn't point out what that was, I would have had no idea. Um I'm excited for this as a Star Wars fan. I I don't know if it, I know it's kid friendly and I would love to do it with my children. I feel like it would have to be an experience I would do with my husband before um, we do it with family. And I'm interested to see how it goes because I know as a Florida resident, I go to Disney more than the average. And I know that when families come to Disney World, say from you know, Illinois or whatever state they're coming from, it's not every year. It's not even every few years sometimes. So I'm interested to see how they plan this out with their family vacations. Is this something they'll do and then go home or then do and then obviously switch resorts and then start their Disney vacation? Um, I'm interested to see. I, I love all the elements of it. I love the idea, but I'm interested to see how this plans out when families go to book their vacations. Yeah, I think of this as the Disney Cruise Line on land. And they're much like you'd be sort of, uh, you know, isolated on a ship, not to make isolated a a negative word, but, you know, you're you're immersed in this environment. The uh, Disney uh, Star Wars Galactic Cruise is, I think, definitely taking the concept of a cruise line and putting it on land. So that's kind of the way I view it and sort of a sub vacation within your vacation and how a lot of people right. when they do the Disney cruise line will kind of include a couple of extra night stays at Walt Disney World but then yes. you are on most of your trip is you're on the Disney cruise line and that's what you're doing with some right. excursions here and there but that is 
the trip. And so I feel like this is a sub vacation within your vacation. Exactly. Yes. Or an experience that lasts three days. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, again, as like a Florida resident, or I can imagine the Disney locals, this would be a great thing that you can go up for a weekend and experience. So I think it'll, it will be really popular with Florida residents as well. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. So speaking of cruise line, the last announcements mm-hmm. came about the Disney cruise line. And I love that Joe Rohde is involved oh, with this. So, I know when he came out, I was like, what, I don't even care whatever he says I'm going to love. And I want to hear how he researched it all and what country he went to. The genius of Joe Rohde. Yes. <laughs> so yep. we know we're getting a new port of call called Lighthouse Point, And they describe it as it's going to be located on the breathtaking island of Eleuth- Eleuthera. I don't know how to pronounce it. Eleuthera? Eleuthera. Yeah. And we'll celebrate both the stories of the Bahamas and the natural environment of Lighthouse Point itself, a dreamlike landscape of adventure by the sea where art and nature combine with Disney magic to create a destination that can only exist in one place. And Mm -hmm. I love that also Disney is going to be directly involved in conservation efforts to preserve and protect the environment there. So uh, incredible that we're getting a new experience there. I'm I'm excited. I was hoping they were going to build a hotel like the one in Hawaii, to be honest. Yeah, if they were to build Aulani, that would have been... uh... Right, because I feel like with Castaway K, everybody has said, you know, I hope to do a Disney cruise this year, but everyone has said, like, oh, I wish we could have just stayed a night on Castaway K. Perhaps an idea for the future for them. Yeah, hope. I mean, yeah, yeah, I think so. Plus, like, a a resort on a Bahama island for, uh, I mean, for us, that'd be like a 45-minute plane ride. We want to go to Hawaii. It's just obviously... You know, four plane tickets to Hawaii and, <laughs> and like, you know, nine hours. I'd rather go to Europe at that point. But, um, yeah, it would be awesome to do that. And we also know we're getting three new ships. And yes. they announced one of them is going to be the Disney Wish sitting sail January 2022 with Rapunzel. Okay, now, obviously, after Mary Poppins, I thought I was all cried out during this D23. But then they show the, you know, basically trailer for Disney Wish. And I lost it again. Yeah, it looks amazing. I love Rapunzel on the the stern yes. of the ship, and it's a great name, the Disney Wish. And I'm excited to hear what the other two names are going to be and when they're going to debut. I almost forgot they had two other ships because I was so excited for the the Wish. So obviously, Christy, there was a lot that was announced. We just barely yeah. scratched the surface of this, and we spent an hour and a half or more mm-hmm. talking about it. Um, so overall, I mean, what are your thoughts about the expo this year, and what are you most looking forward to? I think the expo, um, I think it was wonderful. I think it by far was probably the most popular year for it. And I think social media is a huge part in that. And it's only going to get bigger. So I'm hoping by when we go to the next one, there will, we won't have to camp out. Maybe there will be other options um, for panels. But I'm most excited. And I know the change is already happening with the fountain being closed at Epcot. I'm most excited about Epcot. I'm, I'm ready for Mary Poppins. But I'm just ready to, you know, see the new side of like the reimagination of this beloved park that I grew up and now my kids are going to be so they're already excited, but they're going to be so excited to go to because characters they love, even, you know, Ratatouille, they're going to be in the park and they can visit those characters. So I'm most excited about Epcot. Yeah, I agree with you. It was a huge year. I'm definitely most excited for Epcot and I'm sure that you and I will have a lot to report on in the future. (laughs) I know. Um, so as always, Christy, I, I'll be sure to plug it to the end of the show, but where can listeners go to learn more about you? 
So you can go to uh, thekingdominsider.com where we have, it's our website, and then we have the links to all our social sites. But uh, you could also just go to Instagram at The Kingdom Insider or Facebook at The Kingdom Insider. Perfect. Well, Christy, thank you so much for coming on to the show. Thank and you helping for having me, me. Do these announcements on D23. Yeah. And uh, yeah, let's uh, do it again. I'm excited to have you in another episode of the show. Awesome. All right. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Christy. Bye-bye. And with that, we close out another bonus episode of the Imagineer podcast. I hope you enjoyed our recap of the D23 Expo this year. As I mentioned during the episode, we really just scratched the surface of the major announcements that were made regarding the Disney movies, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, Disney Plus, the Disney Parks, and the Disney Legends. We really didn't get into much more detail than that and that's just a testament to how much they announced at the d23 expo this year it always amazes me how much disney has in store for us and i think now more than ever there is so much on the horizon for us to look forward to starting as early as this fall with the launch of disney plus which also as i mentioned i am probably going to be spending the majority of my free time enjoying the new shows especially the mandalorian which i am so excited about and that obi-wan kenobi spinoff with ewing mcgregor it is going to be incredible but i of course want to hear from you what are the announcements that were made at the d23 expo this year that you are the most excited to experience in person or in theaters you can send me your feedback in so many different ways of course you could reach out to me and be sure to follow us on facebook and instagram at imagineer podcast you can send me a direct message or let me know in your instagram or facebook story or in a post you can also go over to our facebook group the imagination which is the imagineer podcast disney fan community over on facebook if you type that into your search browser in facebook it'll take you right there or you could go to our Imagineer Podcast Facebook page, click on the Groups tab, and that will take you over to the Imagination. So reach out to me on there and continue the conversation about this topic, the D23 Expo. And you can reach out to me on Twitter at Imagineer News. But if you would like to reach out to me the old-fashioned way, you can also email me at ImagineerPodcast at gmail.com. It's also sometimes just an easier platform to share your thoughts and quickly type them out. Or the most efficient way is to call me on our listener voicemail, which is 516-406-8376. In case you would like to hear your voice and your feedback on a future episode of Imagine Your Podcast, be sure to call that hotline again, 516-406-8376. If you don't already subscribe to the show, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Whether you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play, Stitcher, no matter your favorite podcast app, hit that subscribe button so you are the first to know when new episodes become available, including some surprise episodes like this one, which I did not announce previously until the episode went live. You never know when I might throw in a bonus episode here or there, so be sure to subscribe so you are the first to know and you get that episode straight to your phone or your device as soon as that episode becomes available. 
I also want to encourage you, if you haven't yet taken the opportunity to rate and review the show, it really does so much to help our podcast. And I want to thank those of you, as always, who have been rating and reviewing the show. I see you out there sharing it. want to give a Special thanks to some recent reviewers, including Skipper Chris RKA, who says, Dream it, do it, subscribe. As well as Jokin2016, who says, Love, love, love this podcast. I saw this podcast being promoted on someone's Instagram. I listen to it everywhere, from car rides and the dentist office. Amazing, and I love Matt's energy. Uh, Jokin2016, thank you so very much for your review. So again, if you haven't yet uh, if you haven't yet rated and reviewed the show, it really does so much to help our podcast. And thanks as always to all of you who have rated and reviewed the show. But of course, the best thing you could do for our podcast is to share it. Every share does so much to help our podcast. So whether you share out your favorite episode or the podcast as a whole, or perhaps even your favorite social media post, I encourage you to do so on Facebook or Instagram or in a Facebook group. You can also reach out to your friends directly. Either way, no matter what you do to share the podcast, I greatly appreciate it. And just know that it is something that helps our community continue to grow. And I do, as always, appreciate those of you who have shared the podcast time and time again. And if you'd like to take your love of Imagineer Podcast to the next level, you can look into the Imagineer Society, which is at patreon.com slash Podcast. You get some exclusive perks, benefits, and rewards for helping to support the show. So go to patreon.com slash Podcast to learn more about that VIP program. And lastly, I want to give a shout out to our partners over at academytravel.com. If you're looking for some experts to help Plan your vacation at no extra cost to you. Simply head to academytravel.com to access that diamond earmarked industry. They are actually known by Disney and recognized by Disney for their top level service and have been helping to make vacation come to life for the last 23 years. So again, head to academytravel.com to learn more about how they can help you at no extra cost to plan your next Disney vacation. And as always, head over to thekingdominsider.com, which is the page that Christy manages for all sources of Disney news and information and travel tips. She offers so much great insight into what it takes to enjoy your experience at Walt Disney World or Disneyland and other destinations around the world. So head to The Kingdom Insider on Instagram, Facebook, and thekingdominsider.com. Last but not least, I hope you remember, as always, that it is always possible to make your dreams come to life. All it takes is for you to take that first step. The hardest part is to get started, but I promise if you get started, it will get easier. Just take one step at a time to make whatever your dream is, make that dream a reality. Remember, as always, that quote from Horizons, if you can dream it, you can do it. Thank you so much for listening to the show, and we'll see you again in a future episode of the Imagineer Podcast.